0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. We're with us this morning to Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5. I desire your prayers today. We want to obey God. Um i'll give an invitation again. I don't know your heart, but I, if you're not ready to meet god listen the only the only thing that's important is that you're ready to lead. Um, we've a lot to do if God carries his coming we've a great work and a need among us we We live in a wretched and and vile culture today that is increasingly becoming more hostile and and persecution likely to come. I, somebody sent me something last night where there's a uh, an after-school program in Memphis that'll start in January. Uh, it's the, some satanic worship for young people. Uh, it, it's in your face, and it's everywhere. Uh, it's not a game. This is a battle that is going on between good and evil, and there are costs to it certainly for those that uh, have no safeguard, no no prayer life. There's nothing in their lives that helps deliver them from such evil. Um, But if you're here today, if you're here now, and God gives you an opportunity to be saved, listen, you need to obey God. Don't die lost without God. Listen to what he speaks to your heart this morning. Romans chapter number 5. We'll begin at verse number one again and just read uh, a few verses. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Stop right there. Father, thank you for your word. We pray for your help. We confess our weaknesses are many. Yet we simply present the vessel, praying that you would use it to fill and empty for the hearts of those that are hearers, for those that need this word, this truth. May it be effectual. May the power of your presence, God, bring each one to a place of believing that there may be true change there. We trust you in this as we ask for your unction. We pray it earnestly in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I love this time of year. There are certainly a lot of things that appeal uh, to us when we see uh, all of the decorations and the Christmas trees, and uh, certainly at my house, there's a lot of them. And um, and we we get to you know we we get to see them there at least for a little while. Well, I, I'll be honest. We she, she we don't put them up till April or so. But um, you know we just it's it's a big deal, and I love it. I, I love the fact that that we we make something special of it, and even if it was just uh, that there is purpose or something special about it, it ought to be remembered and it ought to be kept. Uh, Obviously, the reason is being that our Savior was born. And when we get to the Easter time, it's it's a similar feeling because there is such meaning and hope that's found in the life of Christ through his resurrection from the dead. Uh, But I want to share today, just as we continue with that thought, Uh, We preached on this last week, being justified, therefore, being justified by faith. I want us to see the gifts that God has given to us, at least in part. Now, there's no way to account for (laughs) all of the things that God has done. I, I try sometimes, but I cannot get it done. I seem to always be missing things that I think of later. And I am amazed that God does stuff for me. What a joy to be his and to know that our our forever is settled already, that God has made a way for the wretch like me to go to heaven. But I want us to look at three things this morning that What the Apostle Paul concluded were gifts of God. Things that have been given to us because we have been justified by faith. And being justified by faith, friend, means that you have been born again. Not that you have religion. Being justified by faith has nothing to do with your own works. But it is simply believing in Christ, in his crucifixion, his death, his resurrection, all of these things, believing in Christ that he paid your sin debt, the Bible said you can be saved. And it is by this faith, which I uh, happen to believe that is something given of God as well, Uh, The Bible said a measure of faith. I believe there's a measure of faith to us all if we'll but receive it. A gift again that God is giving. (laughs) I'm glad that I'm saved. I'm so glad that I'm born again and I get to go to heaven. Now that's enough really. If that's all we got from God we'd have to rejoice in saying that I get to go to heaven one day. But that isn't all that he give us. Uh, Thanks be to God. He's Uh, the giver of all good things. The Bible said that uh, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above, uh, within whom there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift, friend, it comes from God. But he's given us some things here that Uh, the Apostle Paul begins to elaborate on as he uh, examines and identifies them that are justified by faith. Now we spent quite some time last time on that very concept being what does it mean to be justified by faith? And in its essence it means that you're born again. You've been transformed inside by the Holy Ghost of God and made a new creature in Christ Jesus. You've inherited as a heir and a joint heir of Christ, all of the promises of God and everything that pertain to the saints of God in this book, you see I am an heir to. Now I'm not worthy of those things. I'm not deserving of those things and yet God has seen fit uh, to give us these great and wonderful gifts. Now I realize that we're in a season when giving uh, seems to be uh, what we do. It's, it's, It's an example of what has been done to us. But friend God has given Given us some tremendous gifts as we think about what it means to be justified by faith. We have. In the next couple of verses, you'll find that the apostle begins to identify for us three things that, because of our faith in Christ and this transforming work that has been done for us, we have received some things of God. Now, As we listen and as we receive the message this morning in our hearts, if you find yourself a bit concerned that you don't have one of these things, examine yourself. I don't know why my heart's so heavy this morning for somebody. I hope you'll come. Don't don't resist God this morning. Be saved. Be saved. But listen for the gifts this morning. I want you to know that that unequivocally, I have all of these gifts in my life. I've experienced them and do over and over. They are a gift that renew themselves. They don't wear out. They don't expire. They are things that are phenomenal in nature. They are things that are spiritual uh, by gift. And these are things that we have received of God. We have received the great and wondrous truths of God. And yet the apostle here gives us three. Let me start. The Bible said that we have peace with God. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Uh, I began to try to get to the heart of what it means to have peace as I was studying the the words themselves again yesterday as I began to look at the the term, the Greek term for peace. it, It led me to one part of the definition that seemed to sum it up. It said to make one with God again. And when you think of peace, you don't often think that uh, it was something that you got by uh, making up with someone but that truly is what happens isn't it? if you're at odds with someone with there is a, a some some nature or quarrel that is going on and you make up with a, a neighbor or a spouse or a friend and you're able to make peace with them is what we say we make our peace with one another and we get right with one another I got right one day when the Holy Ghost of God moved in my heart I got right one day when I believed in Jesus Christ and He set up a inside of me but may I say to you today one of the great gifts that we received of God, one of the things that I remember first and foremost receiving of Christ is that I had peace in my heart. We're living in a world where people are taking every form of medicine, every kind of psychiatric trick, every kind of counsel that they can to try to find peace and brother it's always been in Christ today. Peace. Peace. It means I'm no longer at war with God. Peace means that the old account has been settled. Peace means that me and Jay lay our head on our pillow. And sleep, peace is of uh, the absence of the torment uh, when there is nothing but a worry and quarrelsome in our heart, when there is a puny, an anti-God spirit within us where we work against the will of God and not for it. I have peace. I have peace. The world is searching for peace. The Bible said in the book of John chapter number 14, Jesus would say it like this. I give unto you peace. My peace. That's the same word. I looked it up. John fourteen twenty seven. that word peace, you find that Jesus Christ spoke with his own lips. It's the same word the apostle used in Romans chapter 5 when he said, we have peace with God. (laughs) Thanks be to God. What would you trade? Would you give up the peace you have? I wouldn't trade peace for not any amount of money in this world. (laughs) Amen. I'll tell you right now, riches will take you on a journey that you don't want to go on. Hey, man, this world's wealth is deceiving and has no ability to provide what really the soul of mankind needs. I don't care if you have a little or if you have a lot. If you've got your faith in the things of this world, you're miserable today because you're worried about what you've got, what you don't have, or what you might lose. Brother, I don't live in that life. I live today in peace because there is something that the Holy Ghost of God will bring and set up a bone in your heart. When you get saved, you have peace with God. Oh, what it feels like to be at odds with God. Anybody remember what that feels like? Remember what it feels like to be at odds with God, to be at war with God for the hounds of hell to be on your track. Uh, for everything uh, that your heart desires and you can't find it. You can't find it in the liquor. Uh, You can't find it in the sex. You can't find it in the music. You can't find it. You're searching for it in every form of release that there is and you're finding a friend that it's all a friend, just vanity. I want you to know today that if you ever get saved, you'll get a gift from God that exceeds every other gift that this world can give. We have peace with God. Oh, what a joy to know that the battle, friend, is no longer against him. No, I switched sides, by the way. The one I used to work for, I quit that one. I went to someone different and brother, he gave me peace. He gave me peace. There's a lot of things that you can do today, but a friend to help a neighbor. But you know what I'd like to be able to do, Greg? I'd like to be able to take a gift, and I'd like to be able to give somebody peace, you know. I'd like to be able to just take a gift and say, you know what, I can see you're living at odds with God. You don't have to. But I'd like to give you something. And if you'd receive it, there's something in there that'll change your life. It changed me one day when I got born again. When I got saved, there was a gift given to me. I remember it. I remember it as a child, nine-year-old, when I received it. I remember feeling something in my soul. I didn't know how to describe it. I It felt clean, first of all. Thanks be to God, my sins got gone. And I could tell it. I could know that my sins had been erased, I, but there was something that flooded over my soul that day—a freedom I've tried ever since uh, to explain and to tell about. But I got peace one day when I made up with God, when my soul was reconciled with God. I found peace. I found peace. You can have this world, and everything that's in it. You can have it all. I don't care for none of it. (laughs) You can have it all. But I want peace. I want peace with God. I want to know Alfred ain't nothing between me and him. Amen. I don't want no transgression nor offense between me and God. I want to be right with God, you see. Because there are times that I sacrifice peace. There are times that I willingly allow my enemy to steal from me. peace. There are times when I allow my mind to be consumed with the things of this world and the worry of this world that I lose that precious thing that I have been given of God that is irrevocable by this world. They cannot have it. They have no right to it. The enemy cannot get to it. But I sacrifice it at times when I refuse to believe God. You see it is the faith in Jesus Christ that produces the peace of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And when we Yield to the doubt of our own flesh. We allow the peace to be taken from our very minds. Some of you need some peace today. You fought it and you fought it and you fought it. And you're at war with God and you're at war with yourself and it makes you at war with everybody around you. But God wants you to have peace today. (laughs) Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. The one thing that took place when I got saved was a reconciliation between a sinner and a holy God. He removed all my sin that day, Paul. And he made me one of his own. I'll tell you right now, it amazes me what little John said about it. He said, we've been born of incorruptible seed. Bless his name. Oh, it's peace right there. That's peace to know there's something inside of me that God made clean. I couldn't make it clean, but he made it clean and he sealed it to the day of redemption. And I bless his holy name today. What about you, friend? Have you got peace this morning? Have you got peace in your soul? Are you at war with God? Are you, is there a need for reconciliation in your heart? Are you living in the sinner's way? Are you living, friend, in that way of the transgressor? Are you experiencing a life that is void of comfort from peace of mind and peace of heart? You can have it. You can have it today. But you're going to have to trust Christ. You're going to have to trust Christ. We have peace with God. We have peace with God. Not only do we have peace with God, but he said we have access. We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Let's see if we can unpack that for a minute. Uh, there were a couple of things that I thought was relevant from that particular part of the Scripture. I hope we can get this this morning. But What the Apostle Paul was saying was, is number one, if you don't have peace your access to grace is diminished, right? You you won't experience the fullness of grace unless you, you can approach the throne of grace in peace. If you're going to God and it is in conflict, you're going to find that you need something from God, but it's forgiveness is what you need. You need something that will once again restore your conscience before God as being forgiven and clean that peace may rule in your heart. And when peace rules in your heart, then we have something very special. Do you know what? It ain't everybody's home. I might be welcome in. I might not be welcome in your home. I don't know. But I can tell you this right now. The Holy Spirit of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit gave me an invitation one time into the very place where he resides into the place where the father's on the throne and the son is on his right hand and we're making intercession for me he said that I can come into his holy place I can come into his place and bid my heart petition we have peace with God but we also have access now, meaning less to us than it does to the Jew. We've never lived in a place where our worship was on one side of a curtain and the holy was on the other. We don't remember except in a spiritual sense what it was like for us to feel like we was on the outside looking in. But you can see where we're headed here. There was a time and there may be a time for you right now. Hear me. You may be sitting there and looking with a heart that is longing as you see some people in a place that you'd like to be. And you're looking for the door. And you can't see how to get in. And you've tried going to church. You've tried reading your Bible. You've tried being good to your neighbor. You've tried turning over a new leaf. And you can't seem to get access to that place that the preacher keeps talking about. May I say to you today, he'll let you in. He'll let you in. But think, but one door. You've got to go through Jesus Christ. It's by faith in Jesus Christ that we have access unto the Father, that we're able to go to the very place where grace is. Grace that I stand in today. I walk right into the middle of it every day. Every day. Because I got access. I work for a company that has a corporate center in they send me over there pretty often, and I've got to go to Charlotte. And when I go, you can't, you can't just walk in the building. Uh, as an employee, they'll issue you uh, one of them employee cards. It's a, it's a key card. So when you get up to the outside of the building, there's, you've got to put your key card up there. And here's what'll happen it'll either be red or you'll get a green. And when I put my card up there, it gives me a green. And I hear that click, and I can open that door, and I can walk in to another one. I've got to put my card up there, and it'll be either be red or green. And I see that thing turn green, it click. I open that door, and when I get to the elevator, it'll ask me again. Before I can either go up the floors, it'll, it'll, it'll make me put my card up there. You know what they're doing? They're restricting the access into that place. Now, you can have my key card, by the way. That's not the place I'm worried about getting into. But There is a place that I do not want to lose access to. I was given access. I was given a key card one day. When I got saved, he... He pulled me into his team and he gave me one of them cards, so to speak. Amen. All I got to do is say the name of Jesus and click the door opens up again. Amen. And I've got access into this grace wherein I stand. You say, preacher, God's been good to you. He sure has. He's still good to me. And brother, he'll always be good to me. You say, how do you get in the place where the blessings of God are? I tell you, you got to get access to the place where they are God said you can come in today but brother you've got to get access you've got to get something that will get you in his presence it's not the presence of of you and, and for you it's not the presence of me that matters we're trying to we're trying to get somewhere that ain't here Right? We can come in here and in the flesh we could sing and we could pray and we could do all of this stuff. But I'll tell you for me, what I'm really trying to do is get access into that other place for a while every time we come together he said he'd be in the midst I'm telling you right now we have access and brother a bunch of us are able friend when we gather to go in to that place where the grace is wherein we stand that very grace that says to the world he didn't have to do it but he did of that grace that's able to reach down in your soul and that peace that passeth all understanding brother you say I want some of that you gotta get to where it is today. And the only way to get to the ac- the only way to get to the grace wherein I stand right now is you've got to have some access. And do you know how anybody, anybody can get to God? As a matter of fact, there's only one way that you can get to God. What did he say? Through him. Through him. Do you know Jesus would go as far to say as he said, if you ask anything in my name, he said, I'll grant it. My name. What are you saying? I'm saying the name of Jesus gets me access into that holy place, that holiest of holies. He gave us the picture of that in the Old Testament when the, the, when the veil of the temple was put up there that separated the commonplace From the holy place, and then there was a holiest of holies, right? Nobody could get behind the curtain to the holy place, and then there was nobody could get beyond that except the high priest. And only once a year, never without blood, he got to go into the holiest of holies. (laughs) You ever feel special? You ever feel special? you know he lets me in every day he lets me in every day when I step up to them big doors I put up my Jesus card it just opens up and I get to walk through you say you must be a high priest Uh -uh. as low as they got no, my high priest went before me. His name was Jesus. And brother, he only gives cards to them that believe in him, that sell out to him, that get born again. But if you ever get justified by faith in Jesus Christ, he'll give you peace and he will give you access and to the grace wherein we stand. So that's some pretty good gifts. Yep. Yep. Yep, that's about as good a gift as you can get, to be honest. They don't get much better than these, but the apostle would go one step more. He would say that one of the things that I got from God when I got saved was hope. I got some hope. The Bible said that if we had hope in this life, only in Christ. If our hope in Christ was in this life only, he said, we'd be of all men most miserable. Ain't that true? A lot of us lose our hope because we get bound by an earthly perspective. We take our eyes off the heavenly, and we begin to focus on circumstantial things, things that change and go back and forth, and they're good one day and down the next. Listen, as long as you live like that, you're going to experience moments with, without peace. You're going to experience moments where it feels like you don't have the access you need to get resolution. You're going to experience moments where you're not able to rejoice in this gift of hope that you've been given. But may I say to you today, in the essence of where we're at right now, as you look at these Christmas decorations, as you remember what it is that we celebrate, may I say to you today that one of the grandest things that was given that day was hope. It was hope To the world what the angels were declaring unto those poor shepherds when they said to them fear not for behold I bring unto you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people you say what were they doing they were rejoicing in hope because Christ had been born Christ had been born some of you don't have any hope today it's because you don't have a savior you don't have hope because you don't have Christ. You don't have peace. You don't have access into the grace wherein we stand. You don't have these things today because you don't have Christ. You must be born again. Listen, if all it was, was, it, it was about was, was religion, we'd just have you sign a card and we'd put your name somewhere. Right? And we'd all just go on about as if everything was fine. But that's not true. Many people are going to die and go to hell as religious people. They're going to miss heaven. A thousand percent will miss heaven because they put their faith in religion. They put their faith in a church. They put their faith in church attendance or reading a Bible or or having done something that somebody said to do. Listen, none of these things will get you access to God. None of these things will give you peace or hope. The very instant that you get saved, you'll get them all. You'll get them all. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people over these years get saved, and you know, most of them you can kind of tell. Uh, I'll have to say some of them I, I made up my mind time would tell, but now there's a bunch of them that I got to see saved, but that when they got it, they must recognize what they got because they, they came up from there shouting. They came up from there weeping and laughing. You say, how come? I, I, I believe they started experiencing something they'd never experienced before. They suddenly had peace with God. They, they wasn't at odds with God anymore. It <laughs> was at peace with God. I'll tell you right now, ain't no greater feeling than that to be at peace with God but also to have access you're going to have trouble come get us on you're going to have trouble in your life in John 14 Jesus said as much to them he said in this world you shall have tribulation but I love what he said in response to his own statement he said but be of good cheer for I've overcome the world okay just in case you're worried for a minute Miss Lester be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. Right? So the apostle, as he was giving them that great dissertation of faith in Romans chapter 1, 2, and 3, and 4, and he was establishing for us the doctrinal truth of faith in Jesus Christ. By the way, we've got a little we've got a verse right here on the front of this altar. Romans 10 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. It is by faith that you'll be saved. If you don't believe in Christ, you will never be saved. But when you get saved, you will have peace with God. (laughs) Peace like a river. It'll flood your mind and it'll flood your soul. And you will be able to rejoice in hope. Hope that though it be a struggle today, there is a better day coming. He has made promises to me that will not fail. We rejoice in hope having access into this grace wherein we stand. People want to know, well, how do you define grace? I've said it once already today. you know. But I'll tell you, that song they sung here a month or so ago when those singers were here, they, they started out singing that song said, He didn't have to do it, but He did. He didn't have to do it, but He did. Well, He woke me up this morning and He sent me on my way. He didn't have to do it. But he did. Now, grace means that I can take anything and I can put it in that song. Like he didn't have to save me, but he did. You see, that's having access into this grace wherein I stand. I walked right into the middle of grace one day. And it covered me up. Glory to God! I live in grace. You see, I live right in the middle of that great big grace. Right in the, it's on above me, it's below me, it's on every side of me. Grace, grace, grace. So preacher, "How'd you get in there? I got justified by faith one day." And now I live with peace and hope right in the middle of grace. Let me be clear. You can have all this world and everything that's in it. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. I got food in the cupboard today. I may not tomorrow. I don't know that. I don't know those things. But I'll tell you what I do have. I have peace with God. And I rejoice this morning in hope. In hope in the glory of God. And not only so, but we've been made, Paul, to glory in tribulations too. Huh? Stay with Don't leave me now. We've been made to glory in tribulations too, knowing this. Knowing this. She's built off my hope. <laughs> knowing this that tribulation worketh patience. And patience worketh experience. And experience hope. Oh, I love what he said next. He said in this hope. He said this hope. Oh, he said this hope I'm talking to you about. He said it maketh not ashamed. What's he mean? He means it won't ever fail you. You ever hoped in something and it failed you? You ever put your hope in something and you say, that didn't work. And you're ashamed to have believed in it. No, Paul said, "Uh uh-uh. No, no. He said, not this hope. No, not this hope. He said, this hope maketh not ashamed. Never will you be ashamed for having hoped in Christ. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Ain't you glad to be saved? I got justified by faith one day. And that simple trust in Christ changed my world. If it didn't change your world, you didn't get saved. It changed my life. And I got peace that day. And I got access into the grace wherein I stand right now. And I am able to rejoice in hope in this Christ that has done all good to me. Oh, friend, if you're here this morning, my heart grieves for you this morning. Somebody's at a crossroads. And you're going to turn him away or receive him. Don't turn him away. Don't turn him away. Bow before you say, Preacher, I don't know how to pray. I didn't either. But you know what a prayer turns out being? What the heart needed most. All I knew to say was, Jesus, I'm sorry, save me. That's enough. That's enough. It wasn't a long prayer. Nope. That's all he asked. You trust him. Give your life to him today. Let him come in you and give you these things that only his can have. Let him be in you. As we stand this morning, please consider your eternal abode. You're going to be somewhere forever, and there ain't but two places given it's either heaven or it's hell, one or the other. ain't no middle ground you better get saved today you better get reconciled to God